Good morning or afternoon or night or whenever you are listening to this podcast. It is morning for me. It is a Saturday morning. I'm actually driving to a um, a client session with a new client. Um, and it got me thinking and I had been thinking about this topic anyways because I actually sent an email out to my list kind of covering this topic and I wanted to bring it to you in another solo episode. I hope that you are really truly enjoying the interviews of these badass women that I know and have met and I'm able to bring their knowledge and their expertise and their services to you. So um yeah, I hope that you're enjoying those interviews. Let me know. Reach out to me. DM me. Um, get on my email list, which you can do via my website, withyouwellnesskc.com. Um, I do a weekly email series that is called Do Motherhood Your Way. And that is, oh man, it's like real ass motherhood shit. (laughs) It's um, encouragement. It's permission slips. Not that you need them, but sometimes they're nice to have. Um, It's where I get transparent. It's also kind of like my journal that I also send out to people. (laughs) So anyways, go get on that weekly email series. Um, Be on my list and be in my world. I would love to get to know you better. So anyways, on today's topic, the mom I am working with today, oh man, traffic, you guys, because I'm driving, um, is a first-time mom. And it's really awesome when I get to work with first-time moms because the majority of my clientele, about 60%, so not like heavy, heavy majority, but definitely a majority are second time moms. They have had a child and it did not go the way they had hoped. They went in fairly naive, to be honest, but not to their own fault. They just, they didn't know what they didn't know. And our culture doesn't make it obvious that you should seek out extra education and knowledge when it surrounds your birth. It's not, it's just not common knowledge. It's not normalized. And that's part of where my anger comes from and the anger that I kind of sent out in my email. But, um, I do, I do primarily serve a lot of second time moms because they have had an experience that they know they want to go differently the next time. They have had that shitty, like, maybe belittling, maybe traumatizing even, um, first experience birthing in the system in which we birth in this country. And I'll get into this more, um, that like does not set us up for success at all. Um, and now they know that they want something different. So now that they, now they are seeking out support and they come to me and part of our process together is healing 
from their past experience and processing their past experience. And I do not claim to be a therapist. Um, There is many times where additional therapy is needed. Um, I would say a decent amount of my clients do also (laughs) seek out therapy or have before they've come to me actually is more usually how it works. Um, and (laughs) can you guys hear the sirens? Oh my gosh. It's what I get for trying to record, um, while driving to a client session, but this is real life because motherhood means you get it in where you can fit it in. Um, so I had a client tell me that, and these were her words, and now I'm losing my train of thought. Holy crap, you guys. I don't think I've drank enough coffee this morning to be recording an episode, but here it is anyways. Um, she said, here we go. I learned the hard way, and I said never again. Did you hear that? Like, I learned that the hard way and had to say never again. She knew because of her past experience how things can go. How things can go when you blindly trust anyone outside of yourself, in her case, a provider and a birth team that didn't have her best interests at heart. When you blindly trust a system that as unfortunate as it is, is set up really to make money, Um, a system that makes decisions from a place of not only monetary gain, but also convenience and also fear, fear of litigation, to be completely honest, fear of getting sued. That's where a lot of decisions are being made from. And she went into that situation blindly trusting and she did not have an empowering experience. She did not have an autonomous experience. And she knew that this time she wanted a different experience. And that's amazing for her that this time now, like she does have my support and I'm so excited to support this particular um, mother. But what I hate is that this is so common. This is so common in my world that so many of my clients are second time moms that had to have this really unfortunate, unpleasant first experience first in order to now know that they want something different and better and to now know that they can get educated and support and help navigating through this like forest that is the maternal health system. And so as I'm driving to this client's house, this first time mom, I'm just like so pleased and happy that she doesn't have to go through that first. That something in her, she learned something, heard something, somehow she was made privy to the bullshit 
that is navigating this system alone. And she decided no. She decided, I don't want to have a shitty first experience in order to, to know that <laughs> I need support. She sees the value. But you guys, where I get so frustrated and honestly very sad is that so many first-time moms, they don't get it. They do not get it. And why would they? Like, it is not their fault that they don't get it. It is the culture's fault. It is the system's fault. Because our healthcare system is a sick care system. And it is designed to keep you reliant on it. And I'm not going to hide my bias about that. And I want you to understand that this is not me saying like, I'm anti-hospital, I'm anti-Western medicine, I'm anti-OBGYN, I'm, I'm, I only serve with midwives and I only serve home births and unmedicated births. Like absolutely fucking not. Like that's not the case at all. I serve women in their autonomy. I serve and support women that want to be educated. Now, I will say that typically what I see is the more educated my clients are about physiology and about how birth is designed to be and and nature and hormones and anatomy and they release their fears and they learn about their bodies and all of this typically my clients want lower intervention births but many of my clients choose hospital births many of my clients choose epidurals many of my clients you know I have had clients choose and or need inductions which even if you need it, it's still a choice in my mind because I believe that everything is an option, that everything is a choice. I truly believe that. And you can come for me (laughs) if you need to come for me on that, but I will stand by that fact or by that that opinion. It's not a fact, it's an opinion. (laughs) Um... But here's the deal, like, it breaks my heart when I see first-time moms going into the birth experience, (sighs) this sounds shitty, but with their rose-colored glasses on, because it is not all rosy up in here. (laughs) I fucking wish it was, but it's not. Birth is beautiful. Beautiful. I feel like every single time I'm in a birth room when, like, babies are born, like, I cry. If I watch a birth video, I'm going to cry. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm going to cry. Birth is beautiful. And you are powerful no matter how your baby is born. But a healthy mom and a healthy baby is not the tippy top cherry on top ultimate goal that's the baseline folks (laughs) a healthy mom and a healthy baby 
that is the most important thing to everyone. Obviously, of course it is. But that is where we start. That is the baseline. This may sound silly, but sometimes when in a hospital room, like they have that little whiteboard that they write like the nurse's name and all of that. And there's always a spot on there that says something about goals that I've seen in hospitals I've been in. And the nurse doesn't ask the mom. And this is no fault to the nurse. Like she's just doing her job and she doesn't really know. But like the nurse doesn't ask the mom, like, what are your goals? What do you want out of this experience? No. The nurse always writes, and I've seen this in multiple hospital rooms, healthy mom, healthy baby. And in my mind, like, I get so irked when I see her write that because I'm like, no fucking shit. (laughs) Like, that sounds bad. And please know that my heart goes out to you, like, with immense, immense empathy and compassion. If it was not a healthy mom, healthy baby situation for you. Because that is tragic. And I am not by any means like dismissing that or negating that when I say this. When I say that a healthy mom and a healthy baby should be the baseline. Because also, guess what? A living mom and a living baby who don't have obvious health conditions when they leave the hospital doesn't necessarily mean a healthy mom and a healthy baby. That mom could leave the hospital completely and utterly traumatized and that baby could leave the hospital traumatized with a fucked up microbiome and like whatever the fuck else. And the hospital's mind that's going to be a healthy mom and a healthy baby because they're fine. They're fine. Her blood pressure's good. Her, her labs look good. Baby's labs look good. Baby's blood sugar's fine. Like we're good, but they're not thinking about the long-term effects of a very, very negative, very, very disempowering experience on that mom and potentially on that baby. There's a lot of research that goes into, like, the, the way you were born and how it, like, affects your life. I'm not going to claim to be an expert on that, but I think it's really freaking cool. And I've listened to some podcasts on it, and I, I do find it fascinating. Um, but, you know, even choosing to have my babies ultimately in the OR, which was not my original plan, my, my twins, um... For those of you that don't know my story, like I I will one day I'll come on here and I'll tell my full story, but I transferred from a home birth um, situation. It was a non-emergent transfer at the time, thank God. And my little baby A was basically sideways and he shifted sideways and couldn't be born vaginally. So we decided to call it at 41 plus five weeks with twins. And um, I had a C-section with them. And one of the reasons I didn't want one was because I was just thinking of what they were going to miss out on. You know, that, that dark room, that like skin to skin, like 
we did get skin to skin, you know, very quickly after they were born, which is a whole other side story tangent, because <laughs> they took the babies to the warmer instead of putting them on my chest, which is a whole other thing. I cussed out some nurses in the hospital room, but or in the OR. But anyways, I I didn't want them to miss out on that like microbiome, vaginal canal, like their their lungs being compressed and getting that fluid out and and all the things that come with labor and you know being birthed vaginally I could have done some sort of vaginal seating you know it's where you like you you there's I'm sure like more technical to it and I didn't learn enough about it before my babies were born but you like vaginally you get the vaginal flora like on a cloth Um, So you wipe the vaginal flora and you wipe it on baby's face, essentially, when they're born um, via C-section. And this is something you can look into if you're having a C-section. I highly recommend looking into it. I kind of wish that I had looked into it, but in retrospect, it is what it is. But my point is, my babies missed out on that. And a lot of moms don't even consider that. Like, how do I know that my babies are set up for optimal health because they missed out on that? microbiome seeding it from the very very beginning and this isn't stuff that we're told or it's talked about this isn't stuff that comes into factor when we're talking about healthy mom healthy baby and especially we're not talking about mom's (laughs) like mental health when she leaves like yeah okay at six weeks we're gonna have you fill out a little form and ask if you're depressed but what about like why the fuck is she depressed Maybe she has postpartum depression because you left her feeling disempowered and belittled and like she didn't know how to make decisions for herself and like she failed and like her body failed because whatever the fuck lies you told her. And I am not saying that sometimes it's not an actual emergency and medical interventions are very, very necessary. I mean, I clearly just told you like I opted into a C-section for my own children But these things are being recommended way too often. They are being pushed on women that don't need them. And a lot of times these interventions are causing the emergency that we are then so grateful to be at the hospital for them to fix for us, right? Thank God we were at that hospital so they could save my baby. When in reality, they caused the problem in the first place. And I know that I am dropping a lot of bombs today. And I am coming a little feisty. And I am taking the rose-colored glasses off today. But I am not doing this to scare you. I am doing this to inform you. And help you see the importance of not letting that be your first experience. You guys, I don't want this to be part of my job. I don't want the need to educate and teach women how to advocate. Like, this should just be happening already. This should be standard. We shouldn't have to teach women how to advocate for their own autonomy in birth. That should not be part of my job. Because it should be standard. It should be already happening. It should be a given. But it's not. And it does have to be part of my job. 
I do have to teach women how to move through their preconceived notions and their past traumas because they do have past trauma and they do have preconceived notions because all the media shows us and all that we see on a daily about birth is the rush and the negative and the, the, the scary either that or we see the complete opposite where it's like the absolute perfect beautiful twinkly light water birth and we don't see a lot of the in-between and there's so much gray but I just hope Like, it is my hope and why I am getting on here and talking about this. It is my hope that the first-time moms can hear podcasts like this and stories like the ones my clients share. And they can be like, I don't want that. I don't want that first experience to be negative in order to know that I can do it differently the next time. I just hear so many moms say, I was just young. I just didn't know. And it is my goal to bridge that gap between so many moms that say they didn't know and more moms saying, I knew. So here's what I did about it. So I'm about to pop off. I got to go, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I would love to know like what you think about this episode. I know I dropped a whole lot on you today. Um, but we will... I guess I will talk to you in the next episode.